You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled, we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. Hello, I'm your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. Let's get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get this bonus episode started, shall we? If you're wondering why there's a bonus episode today, I just discovered upon like an hour ago from recording, I just discovered that that today, September 30th, is International Podcast Day. So I thought, why not create why not produce a special episode that just is, a, is an interview that I hadn't produced yet that I wanted to put out in the world and I wanted to make sure you could hear the kinds of interviews that we have with our guests on this show. So for today, I'm going to sit down with my new friend. She started a brand called Stomping on CP. Her name is Tylea Flores, and we talk about everything from her her experience as a volunteer firefighter with disabilities and why she chose to do that to ensure that disabled people uh, have resources should there be an emergency so that they could be cared for by firefighters. We talk about both of our experiences being prayed for as disabled people and how people will do weird things around prayer and religion to us that felt weird. We talk about flirting with a disability. We talk about so much here. But I wanted to put out this episode on International Podcast Day to show you how the show also has evolved from just a show about sexuality and disability and has gone on to a show to really shine a bright light on a whole bunch of different experiences for people with disabilities and I really loved sitting down with Tylea for this one and I hope you have a great International Podcast Day. If you want to support the show on this International Podcast Day, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and pledge as little as $1 a month or as much as $5 a month or more or a yearly amount. I don't know what just happened to my voice there. I just did yearly amount. I sound like a Muppet. But it, you, if you want to pledge a yearly amount, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. Every dollar that you put into the show helps and helps me to thrive and survive, and I really appreciate it. So if you want to support the show, you can do that monetarily, or you can leave us a five-star review by going to wherever you wherever you podcast and leave a review for us so that the algorithm gods can bring move the show up a little bit. We've been on the air for a while now, so I'd like to get us some renewed listenership. So please leave a review. I would really appreciate that. But now, you could let's listen to the bonus episode of Disability After Dark right here, right now, on International Podcast Day. Okay. 
I ended that kind of weird. Let me try again. I've been really, really tired because I've been working on a whole bunch of different things over the last few weeks, and I've done some talks, so I'm probably exhausted. But uh, without further ado, here's my interview with my new friend, Tylea Flores, of Stomping on CP with Tylea, right now on Disability After Dark. Tylea Flores, hello! Hello, Andrew, how are you? I'm doing so good, and I'm so excited to have you on Disability After Dark. We just spent the last five minutes of you telling me how you're my biggest fan, so that's cool. Hi, yeah, how are you? like I got completely starstruck. I just like went fangirl crazy. I was like, oh my god, it's Andrew, because I've been following you forever. Well, that's so nice, and so it's always super humbling for me when people say that because I make this show in my bedroom sitting in my bedroom right now as we're doing it so it, it always feels and you know when you put out you know you're a content creator so when you put out stuff you don't think that it's going to go anywhere you just put it out and hope that it resonates so it's yep. really nice it's really like super awesome to know that you have been following me and I appreciate that um, and I am just really excited to have you here because you signed up to be a part of the show so here we are yay awesome yay amazing um um Talia, so so your big thing is is you which we'll get to in a minute you have a company or a company is it a company or it's like a brand or it's like it's like it's just a brand for right now but i plan to make it a company and a non-profit in the near future but awesome so you have a you have a brand as soon to be assumed to be company as soon to be nonprofit called Stomping, Stomping on stomping. cerebral palsy. That's right, I forgot the middle part. Stomping on cerebral palsy, which is amazing, and we're gonna get to that in a second. But now we know you you have cerebral palsy. That's a really big part of your brand, and we all we know that cerebral palsy is a different part of, or no, it's different for every single person with it. It's manifests and looks. And feels different for every single person with CP. So I'm wondering if you could tell us, Talia, how your cerebral palsy manifests for you. Well, it affects my left side more than it does my right. Um, Me too. So we probably have the same type of cerebral palsy as Andrew, as you could see here in the recording. My right side is more, I have more mobility on this side than I do my left yeah, me too. My left side is kind of more like my claw. Yeah, it's like, and then you have to deal with the swan neck deformity, but it has never taken away from my will and determination to be a writer and an advocate. That's amazing. That's really, really important, I think, too. Tell me a little bit now, because this whole show is about shining a light on stuff. Tell me a little bit about, let's go back to like, how else does the CP play a role for you? Are you a wheelchair user? Yes, you... I'm a I'm a full-time wheelchair user and I rely on my wheelchair to get around. Right now, I'm just laying down and this setup is because I went in the pool yesterday and I did aqua therapy and my CP wasn't having it today, but I'm still here. Oh, cool. What, what part of, uh, what part, are you in like a hot, warm place where Aqua Yeah, I'm like, in Florida. I'm in Orlando, Florida. Woo! Oh, I'm so jealous. I mean, part of me is jealous. The other part's like, oh, you're in Florida. Wow. Sorry about the people there. Uh, yeah, like, we're, yeah, we're hanging in there. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's rough right now. My family, when I was a kid, we went to Florida probably twice a year when I was from like 10 to like 16. We went, we would probably go like once or twice a year to stay at um, Vistana Resorts. I don't know what they're doing with those anymore, but we used to stay there. Uh, and it was super great for me because I used to swim with my mom every day in Florida when we were there. Um, and so I, it's really awesome that you do aquatherapy because I love swimming and I haven't done swimming as a somebody with CP in probably about five years, five, six years, maybe longer. And oh. I, I love it. It's, it's such a good exercise. Oh my God. You're more than welcome to come visit. You're more than welcome. As soon as the world opens again and it's like yes. safe to go anywhere. Sure. Yeah. As soon as the world opens again and everybody gets vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Things are, things are wow. Um, but we're not here to talk about COVID today. That's whole other part that's of the show. The, that's a whole other bunch of episodes we could do, but Tell me, yeah, so, so you're a wheelchair user. Um, are you a power chair user? Yes, I'm a power chair user. I've been since the eighth grade, and I love it. Nice. What's your favorite thing about being a power chair user? My favorite thing about being a power chair user is honestly getting the independence. Ooh, this is a, this is a really important topic because so many people think that being going from a manual chair to a power chair means you're like, giving up or means your disability is getting worse or means it's like not independence at all they they often think you're like you're like you know we know as power chair users the power chair is great but a lot of people don't understand that can you share with us like tell me why tell me how the power chair gives you independence okay for one thing when i was using the manual wheelchair all the way up until middle school like honestly i felt like i was like a burden and i would have to rely on other people to push me around and that got annoying and the one wheel drive got annoying so when I got my power chair it was a sense of me being my own individual person without having to ask for help I could be fully independent and if I want to if I want to play sports I could echo should alarm off I'm so sorry amazing we're leaving that in because it's awesome (laughs) um um so no, I think it's really great that you said that that you know the power chair gives you independence because most people don't believe that. So I think that's really important. And also, like, what kind of sports do you play in your power chair? Well, I'm a big fan of basketball, so I play basketball and softball, and I'm also a part-time volunteer fighter fighter. Uh, prior- Whoa! Why didn't you put this in the form? I didn't know any of this till right now. Wow! <laughs> hold on. The hold on. I see. Gonna- I seem to forget sometimes about all the things that I do, but yeah. Wow, we got to pivot this whole interview for a second. Um, This is not a question I wrote down, but tell me all about that. So volunteer fighter fighting, that idea came to me after high school because there's a lack of resources for people with disabilities. And my friend that I went to school with, she had has a disability too. And her father was the fire chief. And he's like, well, if you want to come out and help us with training, you're more than happy to do so. So I went to help the fighter fighters with their training, like the newbies. And I loved it. Yeah. Who doesn't love free barbecue and free pork rhymes and free beans? So like- I mean, listen, listen, as a queer dude who likes dudes, I that would be my favorite thing. I'd be like, I'll yep, t- should 
I'll take you. I'll take you then when it opens again. I know a couple of I know Listen, a couple of dudes that would be interested. <laughs> just find me a hot queer firefighter that wants to like lift me upstairs a bunch of times, and I oh, am that, there. That's the best part about being in the fire department. Because if you like want to be flirtatious, you can use the fact that you have a disability to be flirtatious. And to be honest, I have used my CP to that advantage. Tell me this story. So one time I had a nurse that couldn't lift me up and there was this cute fighter fighter, blonde hair, blue eyes, typical. I go for the blonde hair, blue eyes. And he's like, do you need help lifting her up, ma'am? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do need help because she's a little tiresome. But if you could just lift me onto the truck and into the car, that would be nice. And I got him free Dunkin' Donuts. Listen, sometimes you got to play the game and you got to use what you got in front of you. And sometimes it's disability. Yeah. As long as, uh-huh. as long as consent and love and everybody feels safe. I think it's great. Yes. I my, my favorite one to use is um, when I when I when I when I was single and I would see a cute guy, I would be like, I think I'm having a spasm, sir. Can you like Can we pause for one sec? My health unit is calling me. I'll call you right back. OK. Hello? 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 Hi, Andrew? Yeah. Hi, this is Jessica, nurse calling from Anishinaabe Health. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So we're calling about Moderna, your second dose. Yep. We're going to hold a clinic at 75 Spruces Bridge on May 11th. Perfect. Are we going to come after 9.30 and try and get there before 2? All right. Thank you. Bye. You get the same phone calls too. I get it all the time. Well, I thought I put my phone on silent, which is why it was weird that they, like I put my phone on do not disturb so that none of that would happen. Okay, let's start that again because I have no idea where we were. Uh, <laughs> the part where, where when you have a disability and you use it to flirt, it has its advantage. Oh yeah, so, so, so you got the fire. Okay, so, so. I'm going to cut that out because that was awkward and weird. But, or I could leave it in. I don't know. I'll see how I feel about when I'm, when I'm editing. Um, so, you, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you got to use your disability to get the things you need. And as long as there's love and consent, I think, why not? Yeah, why not? That, that's great. That's part of embracing your disability, also, too. I, I would assume. Yeah. Because it shows the person, wow, she has a disability, but she's confident in herself. And that, to me, is sexy in a person. I totally agree. Do you think that, um, did you kind of want to be a a volunteer firefighter because you also recognize that there are limited resources for disabled people if emergencies happen? Yes, that too. And unfortunately, before I came along into the fire department, they didn't even they didn't even know how to take a disabled person out of a, a flaming car. And I kind of had to what? guide them through that. Like they didn't wow. know the proper way. And I was like, no, you do it this way. You do it that way. And even even having accessible fire trucks, those fire trucks are not handicap accessible. They're not at all. Yeah, yeah. 
and they have um, a big steep to get inside of them so it's like if it, yeah and if anybody has chronic illness or like invisible disabilities and would want to be a firefighter they you know so i think but i think it's also like the the importance of you being there is that they will then look at disability differently as they run the firehouse and as they run like just to fires they'll think of disabled people when they're doing this stuff and i think that's really valuable yeah i that's why i decided to do it after high school because i was like you know i live right across the street and i'm in online college so why don't i go there part time and just show them and i love my fighter fighter family like they're awesome again send me some queer send me some hot queer queer firefighters that just uh, i mean or if your if your town has a calendar just let me know okay i'll send you one for the next barbecue i think the next barbecue is coming up i'll send you one for the next barbecue just dm me your info after we get off i'll make it happen amazing or just be like hey i got this friend that wants all the hot firefighters to lift him in places too. Like, <laughs> yeah, awesome. but, but you, got, you got to bring them Dunkin' Donuts. That's the way to the art. Is I'll bring dunk- them. I'll bring them Canadian donuts. I'll bring them Timbits, which oh, are yeah, better. That, oh yeah, because you're in Canada, so yeah, yeah. We, we could arrange that. <laughs> I'll bring them some Canadian donuts. They're even better. Even better. Um. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about. You're stomping on cerebral palsy brand. And I was curious because when I first saw what you were doing, I was like wondering to myself, what's Talia doing here? She trying to say, were you trying to say when you started that, that you like didn't want CP or was it something that you were trying to run away from? Or was it like, what is, tell me kind of the idea behind your brand. So stomping on CP, I came up with the idea while watching American Pickers and I was just really angry with the misconceptions surrounding CP and what people thought CP was and how people viewed cerebral palsy in a negative perspective. And I got really angry and I just wanted to stomp on those people. So that's how I came up with the name stomping on CP and our mission is to focus more on the positive side of disability and having people understand, yes, you may have this condition, but it shouldn't hinder you from living your life. It doesn't hinder people from living their lives. We could pretty much do what everyone else does just in a different way. And this is our stories. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And I mean, well, thank you for clarifying. Because when I first saw it, I was like, is Talia trying to run away from CP? Is Talia trying to say she doesn't want CP? Which, look, some days I don't want CP either. So yeah, that it's, been pain, totally like, it's a pain in the neck, but hey, we deal with it. Are there moments, like, tell me some more about those moments where CP is, like, the absolute worst. Like, See, what is the moments okay, like, that, you, that you, like, hate? Like, days like today, after I do physical therapy and I'm extra sore, I, I don't like those days. Or days where... You want to do an activity like go rock climbing, but then you remember that you can never do that because of your physical limitations, but you find something else to do. But you can just get the hot firefighters to lift you up the rock. So Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that, that would be good. I never thought of that. Maybe when I go to Sky Zone next time, I'll try that too, you know. Yeah, just just tell them be like, "Hey, uh, can you just can you 
Can one of you hotties just lift me off this rock? Thank, thank, oh, thank you. I, I got to take you out for drinks. If you ever come down to Orlando, we could go to the Drag Queen Show in Margaritaville and we could have a grand. Oh, I'm time. there for that. I haven't been to a Drag Queen Show in quite some time. So oh, yes, my please. God. I love Drag Queen Shows. They're awesome. I, you know, totally off topic here, but I did drag back in the day. Um, oh, my God. Back when I was a young college kid, I did drag. Um, and I haven't really since, so I'd love to go for sure. Yes, when the world is safe again, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but so you tell me more about like stomping on CP, like what, like because I like I I creeped your Instagram a little bit to get to understand, and I did see there was a lot of positivity there around CP. Um, but what does it mean for you to stomp on CP? Like, what's the what it means for me to stomp on CP is to overcome obstacles to the best of my ability and never allow my cerebral palsy to stop me from living my life to the best of my ability. As I always say, cerebral palsy is like being on an adventure and writing your own story because you never know what you're going to get into, whether you're going to wake up and have a spasm and spill your soda all over the floor or meeting somebody who wants to pray for you because they think you live this sad and miserable life. Okay, let's go there for a minute. How many times in your life have you been prayed for? A lot. <laughs> like a lot. Like the one most recently, I was in downtown Claremont with my cousin and this man looks at me. He goes, what's wrong with you? What could I do for you? Like, can I pray for you? And I said, sir, I don't want I don't want to be healed, sir, from CP. All I want is awareness. You can pray for that, but don't pray for me just because you see me in a wheelchair and you want to feel godly today. Yeah, it's like the time I was on the bus with somebody and then the drive. I was like, I must I must have been younger than <clears throat> I must have been younger than 10 and I was on the bus with the driver when driving home to my house and we're talking about something and I'm 10. Okay. And the driver goes, have you found Jesus in your life? And I went, wow. And even at 10, I was like, I'm not a religious person in any way. And I just said, no, no, I haven't. I'm not religious. Like, thank you. But no. And he goes, oh, because he can save you from your disability. And I'll never forget that. (laughs) because i would what like he said that he could save you and i was like okay and i remember just like being polite and smiling and saying oh thank you thank you i'm okay i'm gonna go home and even at 10 being like this feels weird i don't want to deal with this again and then some years later because i'm jewish by birth so some years later i we were at a mall somewhere and i bumped into like a rabbi and he goes can i put my hands on you and like pray and i was like well like i've i understood what he was trying to do so i was like okay sure sure." the most awkward thing is i was eating at a restaurant on valentine's day with my like parents like this was like two years ago and the lady sitting with her boyfriend and she's looking at me and she's crying and she's praying and she's hugging me i'm like get off well, she just came up to you and started hugging you and crying, dude. Like, oh no, <laughs> like she's like, This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. What did your parents do? What did your my, parents say? My parents were like, Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. But we're, but we're just, I'm like, This is 
awkward. And then I had to get into advocacy mode. And then my parents were like, yep, there's our girl. But the lady was just like, that's so beautiful. <laughs> you advocate for those like you. God loves you and you're going to heaven. I mean, it is beautiful, but like, man, you're just trying to have a meal. Like, don't sway. Like, I'm trying to enjoy my platanos and, and my arroz con candules, okay? I'm- I mean, I don't know. I Forgive my ignorance. I have no idea what the, that is, but it sounds great. What is it? Rice, beans, and sweet plantains. Oh, plantains. My dad is from the islands, from from Guyana. And so he would, when he, whenever he'd go there or go to the store, he'd bring back plantains. It's my favorite plantains. I could eat them forever and ever. They're great. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just trying to enjoy, enjoy the show, possibly get the piano man's phone number because he is gorgeous. Look at you, player. What's going That's great. I was like, I'm trying to go sing with the piano man, which I did, which I did. And I think I have a video of it on Instagram somewhere. I would just have to go way back down there. But, you know, that was my main objective. To not, yeah, and you didn't come to dinner to be, to be like cried on. Cried on. Touched without consent by a woman who was crying about how beautiful your disability was. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I love. I don't know. I love that for you, but um. So yeah, I mean, you use stomping on super palsy to like really talk about advocacy. What is it? You know, because I know how hard it is to be an advocate in the disability space. Like both with other disabled people, that can be super hard, and with non-disabled people, that can be super hard. How does mm-hmm. it feel for for you to grow the 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 advocacy that you're trying to do? I mean, for me, it's been a learning experience every day as I go along and I love the journey and I love the people that I meet, good or bad, you know, every person is a learning experience and every person that I meet, I gain a lesson from. So no hurt, no foul, you know, at the end of the day, we all need to support each other too, so. That's really, um. that's really... I like that. That's really progressive. I think in our communities as disabled people, we often like, I find there's so much, and I don't know if you see this as an advocate, but I see a lot of infighting with different types of disabilities. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, all, let's all stop fighting. Can we just like love each other? And we all, yeah. We Cause we're all fighting for the same cause, but yet we're wasting our time fighting with each other. Who has the most. Yeah. And it's like, thought we're advocates advocating for the same thing so wouldn't it make sense that we all just come together and put our differences aside like can we stop tearing each other down and just be friendly for a hot minute like that's yeah like hello at the end of the day we're all fighting for the same cause and you know that's why sometimes i have such a difficult time because when people find out i have cp they're like that community is so broken i'm like it's only a few people but it's not everybody I agree. I think the I think the com- the whole disability community is very fractured. We're very fractured in what our in what every specific disability is, and I think we have to sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes let that go for a minute and come together as disabled people. Full stop. Yeah, exactly. We all need to come together, and there's going to be sometimes where advocates don't agree with each other, but the most important thing is coming together for awareness. What kind of awareness around CP do you want to? I just, you... 
I just want more of an understanding about CP is that, especially for adults, because they say cerebral palsy is the most childhood condition, but what about when you enter adulthood? There's so much issues with that. There's such a disconnect with it that it's like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Like, it shouldn't be this way, but it is. Yeah. How did you feel? Because you're 25 now, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes me which makes me feel super old. Uh, how did you feel when you transitioned from, like, from having child CP care to being a, an, an adult with CP? Overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to... It's a lot to manage. Do you have any experiences that you remember like when transitioning oh, from? Okay, so going to physical therapy. I When I was a kid, I used to have two hours a week, no problem. Insurance covered it. Now as an adult, I only get six sessions a year for 30 minutes. What? Yeah, thanks to state, uh, thanks to, thanks to Florida's Medicaid and state well, you know, just to be on the nicer terms with them. And I'm still fighting it. Just to get basic physio. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm due for a new wheelchair. So I have to go to a physical therapist. And they make you go through heck and back. Like for my wheelchair eval five years ago, they sent me to a foot doctor. Mind you, there's nothing wrong with my feet. They say to a foot doctor to determine what? To determine the size of my wheelchair, but there's nothing wrong with my feet, though. I'm like, so what? How are your feet going to be the ultimate determinant of what your I don't, size is? I don't know. Ask Medicaid and state. Well, they pretty That makes no sense. I'm very confused. Yeah, um, yeah me but, too. But it's similar in Canada for sure. Um, it's definitely, definitely similar. In Canada, ridiculous. Um, so, you also mentioned in your questionnaire that you're a writer and that you like to do some writing. What kind of? Now, I'm a writer too, and I've been writing on disability issues for like ten plus years now, which feels. Oh yeah, amazing. I've read a lot of your articles, and I like them all. And I don't, I don't have a favorite. Oh uh, well, thank you, <laughs> thank you. But um, as a fellow writer, what kind of stuff around disability? Do you like to write? I like to write about experiences that have happened to me because of my disability. And I also like to write poetry. Awesome. Okay, I have two, two follow-up questions. Tell me some experiences that have only happened to you because you have CP. And that then... have only happened to me because I have CP? Well, one time I was in Disney World and I'm going to be... Nothing against Disney World. I know they did the right thing. One time I was at Disney World. I was about to get on the Peter Pan ride and the worker called me a retard. Oh, no. Trigger warning. That word is like, we know this thing. Yeah, well, yeah it's, not, it's not proper. So what wound up happening was I started crying and Disney fired the, fired the lady, thankfully, right on the spot because that was very <laughs> inappropriate. She called you. Well, hold on, and I'm gonna. I'm using this word only in the context of the conversation we're having right now. Everyone listening, I'm not using. So she used the R word. Yeah, in front she of you. Thought, yeah, in front of me. She was like, "What's that? You know, R word girl going on the ride for?" What? Okay, that's in front of like you and other people. Yeah, in front of me, my family, 
And it was so, it was so hurtful. And so, please tell me they gave you like a year of free like Disney passes and like yeah, they gave me free ice cream, free pictures with Mickey Mouse, Tinkerbell. I got whatever I wanted that day, but still, I mean, pictures with Mickey Mouse is pretty awesome, but it doesn't make up for like what a horrible thing someone said. Yeah, I know it was pretty. It was pretty terrible. Another thing that happened to me because I had cerebral palsy was back when I was in my in in public school back way before I decided to do homeschool in the ninth grade, I had an English teacher come up to me and he says, come up to the front of the class because we were doing an assignment on Spakeshire, I believe. So he says, come up to the class, Tylee, I have something to ask you. You're the only person that scored an A on this test. Did you cheat because of your disability? Excuse me? Yes. Wow. Wow. And I, and I was like, no, sir. Fast forward now, when I graduated high school on a standard diploma, I went back to the school and gave the teacher a copy of my book and put thanks for not <laughs> believing me. What, please tell me you signed the book, thanks for not believing me. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I did. Amazing. I'm so there for that. That's amazing. Um, but that reminds me when I was in when I was in like the twelfth grade, we did this paper on I think Othello or some Shakespeare, some some like really important work. So I wrote this paper, and I forgot to put I forgot to put like a footnote in, like one footnote of the whole paper. I forgot one. Mm-hmm. And my teacher pulled me aside and said, "Did you plagiarize this?" And I said, "No, I would never." Like, I, no, of course I didn't. And she was like. Well, you would, right? Because you're disabled. And I was like, excuse me. Oh, my and I was, gosh. And I, I remember just being like, whoa, where did this come from? Why would you say this? Like, I was, I'm really upset. But, but there's some yeah. teachers that are really ableist and you don't know it. But there's some teachers that are like that. There's yeah. a lot of teachers and professors out there in the world. That are like that academic ableism is real and these two examples prove it but so you said you you said before we hit record that you were going to read some of your poetry and i'd love to hear yes that. yes i i'm i decide this is the first time in history that i've done this so i but you're special so i decided I, i'm gonna read my poem climb now i originally wrote climb after a day of being upset about being in a wheelchair and it got published to Spillworks. And here it goes. Nothing but anxiety comes to mind as I look above, taking three deep breaths and say, okay, it's time. Feeling like I'm about to climb Mount Everest, but it's only an illusion. I wait, I hesitate, taking it step by step, wishing and hoping I could finally get to the chair that helps me get around in our world that isn't made for me. But I still try to climb, no matter what's in front of me. Although it may take a while to get to the wheelchair, I consider to be my anchor and my best friend that helps me climb. Each obstacle I may face in the world every day that doesn't quite get me. That's climb. Oh, I like that. And I love how I, I love how you mentioned the wheelchair. And I love, like, was, was this poem written before you had your power chair? No. 
it was written this year, actually, in the mix of COVID when I wanted to get in my chair, but I was too, like, too sore to do so. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to write this out instead of getting angry and upset. That's amazing. And I, I first of all, I want to read your book. How do I get a copy? Where can I purchase oh, it? That you, can, you can purchase James Ticking Time Bomb on Amazon. Amazon. And as well as I wrote a fan book based on my love for the TV show Dukes of Hazard, and that is available on Barnes and Noble called Dukes of Hazard is my hero. Um, I'm currently working on a fourth book, which is going to be called Why I Advocate, and that is the story of my life in my documentary and then i'm working on a fifth one which hold is- on there's a document hang on there's so many things that you did not put in your farm that i wish i'd known about tell me about t- first of all four but bo- wow that's a lot of books four books yes wow i don't have one that's amazing you beat me so hard that's awesome um tell me about your documentary what's what tell me all about this well, my auto, I'm sorry, I missaid a uh, documentary. Well, my autobiography, that was inspired by my mother and COVID. And she was like, why don't you write a book about the reasons why you advocate for CP and where you are today and write about your feelings during the pandemic? I said, that's a great idea. Let me get to writing it. So I wrote it, finished it. Now I'm just waiting to find an editor and a publisher to publish it in the meantime, but I'm excited. That's really cool. That's really like, wow. I don't know any publishers. I would love to write a book. Uh, and But I'm so glad that you're doing it. Also, because I think it's important because the audience can't see this, but you're also a woman of color, a woman with mm-hmm. of color. And I think, I just, I think we need to uplift these communities because unfortunately, a lot of the CP community is white people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And then when you see people that are biracial, like me, I'm African American Latina. So my biological father was is African American, and my mother is of Puerto Rican descent. But I wasn't raised with my biological father neither, because he did not want to raise a quote unquote child with a disability, and. According to him, I'm going to say the R word again, a retarded daughter. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that your dad's a dick. Um, it's so, okay. My, yeah. dad's, my dad's a dick too. So it's all right. My, oh, my it's, bio- okay. it's okay because I have an awesome step parent. So yeah, me too. My stepdad is my dad. I'm like, he's yeah, great. So like, yeah, they're the ones that missed out. Not, not oh you know yeah yeah exactly exactly um i love that you you do so much writing and i love that you want to bring cp into your writing and i want you want to talk about this because we don't see this kind of stuff in writing um we see spinal cord injuries we see different levels of disability that are not cp so i really appreciate that you you want to tell those stories and i think it's really awesome have you thought about doing like like What's your favorite genre of writing that you like? That you like? What kind of like books do you read? Okay, so I love romance, and that's a book I'm working on currently. I love Nicholas Sparks. I love romance. I love old English. Uh, you could, I, your, your name could be like Cripple Sparks. Yeah, Cripple. I'm gonna use that now. Cripple Sparks. You could be, you could be Cripple Sparks, and write 
and write a whole romance novel about like disability also because like i know you do a lot of the porn stuff and i think that's pretty cool and i also want to dive deep into that too because what (laughs) because let me tell you something the first time i discovered disability porn i thought it was great until i discovered the actresses and the actors do not have cp you're actually the first person that i've seen that portrays disability so well, Andrew. And I gotta say, you the man. You- wow. Well, thank you. That's so awesome. Like, I wanna like write movies that feature people with disabilities that have sex. And I wanna write books about it because it's not taboo. No, it isn't taboo, not in the least. So, and you inspired that part of it too. I'm like, if Andrew can talk about his sexuality so well and so in the open, why can't I do it too? Like you've encouraged me to talk about that so much. Oh, I'm so happy. Like I always get, I always feel, I always feel awkward, you know, sharing that stuff with people because I never know if they're going to like it or it's too much, but I, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about like, tell me a little more about you wanting to, wanting to dive into porn what is like what about that is exciting for you like just to debunk the misconceptions that people with cerebral palsy cannot have sex and to portray it the right way and tell okay so so one of the things you mentioned in the questionnaire was that you wanted to talk a little bit about your dating experience Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's that been like? What's that? That has been a journey full of life lessons. To tell you the truth, um, I recently got into a brand new relationship after eight months of talking to this phenomenal musician and young man who who's great with me and understands me for all my obstacles and challenges. But before that, I was in a relationship for five years that ended pretty bad and that encouraged me to go out and speak about disability and dating because in that relationship I experienced a lot of ableism from the parents oh yeah tell me more about that although this young man did have CP and we connected so well his parents sheltered him from society like he could never go out he could never do much without his mom or his caregiver and it just got to the point where the parents were too involved in the relationship yeah yeah and I mean I think that's such a hard avenue because I understand the fear the parents have I get it but also like he's a grown-up he's a human being let him fall on his face a bit let him figure it out it's okay yeah it's all got, right. it, the last straw for me was when the mother blocked me after me and him got into an argument and she blocked me off of his profile and I was like you know I need to speak out about this because no one deserves to go through this and parents she blocked you off his profile yeah off of his profile took the relationship status down and everything and it was just a oh, very dramatic- no It was just a very traumatic experience for me. Like I just now like started to go to therapy for it. And that's how I'm able to like really date again and get comfortable and, you know, feel okay with dating again. But before 
it was too it was traumatic for me because I kept thinking about that experience. And you know, it's and really plus, hard. and plus, she would never allow me to come visit him neither. And we were long distance, and we were just talking via technology. So that was a lot. Yeah, it's and a- you know, we're all we're all doing that now in the pandemic. So we know I know how hard that is. It's like that's hard, but you know, to have. How can you ever get to know somebody if their mom is breathing down their neck being like, nope, we can't talk about this. Nope, we can't bring this up. Nope, nope, nope. Like, no. It, it got to the point where she was like monitoring how much we wrote about each other on Facebook. And like she would tell me what pictures to post and what not to post. And it was like, I thought that every relationship was like that. And they're like, no, it's just that one. You just have to learn to get comfortable with it again and be confident within yourself despite the wounds because not everybody's the same and I'm thankful that my boyfriend's parents today they're not like that they're like pretty cool they're like you and you and you and you and my son can do what you want we don't care like tell me a little bit about your bow tell me a little bit about your boyfriend like what's does he have CP? Does he have disabilities? Yes, he has CP. He's a musician. His name is Joey Odom, and he's phenomenal at everything he does. He's very talented at singing, and and he's very, like, romantic. He has that side to him, and I'm very excited to see where it goes in the future. And is, he, is, he, is he local to you? No, unfortunately, no. And this was not, this was not, this was not planned. What wound up happening was one of our friends that's mutual to us was his neighbor and he connected us and, you know, it's been, it's been great so far. I mean, we have our own podcast called the Stompers in Love podcast, where we talk about disabilities and dating and things like that available on Spotify. So (laughs) Look at you, the the self promoter, all the way through. Amazing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit sexy here. I'm gonna ask you a sexy question. Do you think that you'll eventually have sex with him? Yes, I I think so. I think so. I think so. He he already he already turns me on through through the computer. So imagine when we final once COVID's over. It's all yeah. like Donkey Kong. <laughs> what do you think some of the challenges being two people with CP? Like, what is his level of CP? Is it more more severe than yours or more involved than yours or less involved it, than yours? I think it's, it's the same, but I think the main problem is going to be us having spasms throughout the sexual intercourse. Which... Well, you know, I talked to somebody last week on the show. Uh, or it aired last week. I talked to somebody a while ago on the show who said that they use their spasm to have a better orgasm. So actually you could probably use your spasms to come better. Oh yeah. But th- thanks for the advice. Cause sometimes when I have orgasms, I have to turn on the shower and put like hot water so that I can just let out. Cause if not all it, your muscles, it, it just, you just get really tight and it's just like, Oh, this is like bad. Like, yeah, like yeah, I know. All the con- the contraction feels good for a minute, and then after you're like, oh, okay, every muscle hurts now. Yeah, but it's a good thing that we're having this conversation because people think that sex is taboo in the disability community. Well, but this is why I do this whole podcast. I love this <laughs> podcast. Your podcast is great. Well, it. 
<laughs> I love having you on and so fun. What do you so, so like so I didn't even I haven't even looked at the questions since we started talking. I don't even know what I'm supposed to be asking you next. Let me see what uh what, if there's anything else I want to talk to you about that we haven't yet. Um oh yeah. So tell me a little bit. One of the things you mentioned in your questionnaire was what it was like for you going through puberty as somebody with CP. I love these stories about about disability and puberty. Tell me a little bit about okay. that. Have you ever seen the show Big Mouth on Netflix? Of course. It's the greatest show ever. It's, it's awesome. the greatest show ever. My favorite character is Andrew. And it's like it's basically how I felt going through puberty. It was like, I'm going through changes, except I got my period in history class, second period of the day, history. Oh, wow. So um, at the age of 12. So, yeah. And what was it like with, you know, because being, what was it like being a young teenager with, with disabilities for you? Well, it was difficult going through puberty because I wasn't the typical girl a guy, a guy would go for. I mean, I had the buck teeth. I was a nerd, science nerd, and I was into high school musical. And I, I wasn't a guy's first date, and it made me feel alone and rejected, not to mention my good friend. Um, he rejected me in front of everybody in school. Like, he was... Oh, he, no! He, he was being extremely nice to me and I got a wrong signal and I pursued him like, hey, do you want to start dating? Hey, do you want to start dating? And he was just telling me no. And I was just so determined to get with him. So one time I tried one last time and he said this in front of the school gym because I guess he was agitated with me since then. He has apologized and he goes, I don't want to date you. You're fat you're ugly and you're hairy like a gorilla and you're disabled i don't see who would oh want to no and that's horrible <laughs> oh no it was right before the sixth grade ball oh man that's rough and and when i got home from school that day i told my mom's like are you still gonna go to the ball i was like no please tell me you still went no, I didn't go. I was like, oh, you should have gone anyway and been like, fuck you, amazing. I, I, I know I should have still went, but it was, it was a learning experience for me that just because you want to pursue somebody doesn't mean that they want to pursue you, and if they don't want you, that's their loss. But it's really, it's kind of hard. It's kind of rough that he would say, oh, and you're disabled too. Like, there's no way that I would want to. But, but why you want to know what I did that day? I just watched High School Musical. I mean, um, I might have to judge you for that a little bit. I might have to judge uh, you for that a little bit. I, I mean, watched High School Musical and cried in somber. Zach Efron is tasty now, but. Yeah, yeah, he to me, he was tasty back then, Andrew. I have to say, but now he's just gotten gorgeous. Like, I mean, now he's now he's just a daddy. Now he's just a, he's just a daddy all the way through. Um, um, I don't think I have any more questions. I think we're. I think we did it. I think it's. I think. Oh my god! It didn't even feel like an interview. This was so fun, Andrew. Thank this was, you so much. This was so great. Tell us how we can order your books and 
tell us all about the things and how we can support you. Okay. You can support me by one, following me on all social media platforms. My social media name on Facebook is Stomping on Cerebral Palsy with Tylea. My Twitter is Stomping on CP1. My Instagram is Stomping on CP with Tylea. And my website is www.tyleaflores.com. And I'll make sure all that's in the show notes. Um, you got to write a book as Crippleless Sparks, please. Please do that. Yes, yeah. So what? Uh, Crippleless Sparks. That's awesome. I'm going to start using that now. Yeah, please do it. I give it to you free of charge. Uh, Crippleless Sparks. Amazing. Do it. Do it. I love you. <laughs> um Tylea Flores I love you thank you for sharing your experiences of having CP and I love what you're doing with stomping with stomping on CP if I can help in any way you know I want to um so this was great and I would love to be on your show and be on your podcast and be on your for sure I definitely have to like put you on stompers and love now for an episode yes please yes okay um Tylea, this is so great. I could, I could sit and talk to you for like five more hours, but the audience does not want to hear that. So, yeah, so. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. And we will talk to you very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. I thought my interview with Tylea was pretty cool and was super fitting for the international podcast day today and i hope you enjoyed it so please go give her a follow on her social media and look and see what she's doing with stomping on cp with tylea she's pretty pretty awesome and i'm glad that we got to give her the spotlight today and shine a bright light on her story if you want to shine a bright light on your disability story i would love so much to have you and love to talk to you about lots of different things whether it be sexuality disability activism just or just funny disability stories or cripology. You can come on for so many different things we could do together. So I'd love to have you on the show. Click on the link to sign up in the show notes and let's get you on as a guest. I'd love to have you. There was something that I was going to say at the end and now I forgot. So uh, thanks so much for listening to this bonus episode and for sticking around with Disability After Dark. And um. And yeah, thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back on Saturday, so in two days from now, for our regularly scheduled episode. Thanks. Bye. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2020-2021